Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, this is Gino Camilleri joining you on the first show of the week. And sorry that we didn't come to you yesterday, but we are doing a mock draft morning, which was supposed to be on Monday, but we're doing it on Tuesday morning, getting it out to you early on the airwaves because I know you guys love this edition of the show so much it's our personal favorite we get to re- get really fun with it and get really creative and how we would take the reins as howie roseman you guys have been listening to the show for a couple years now you know how this works we're gonna get into it and we're gonna start off with the very first selection from general manager gino camilleri i know i'm gonna get hit with a lot of pushback on this one I know people are going to say this isn't the position they want, nor is it the player they want, but I think this is a real possibility that we need to put into our heads that could possibly happen. If the board falls that both wide receivers go before pick six, there is a real chance that I'm trading back. Unless you trade Wentz and you fall in love with one of these quarterbacks, which every day that goes by, it's getting more in question what is going to happen there. You have to be up to moving back to take the best player available. And the reason I'm not taking this player at number six is simply because I believe that if somebody wants to trade up to grab a quarterback there, you can accumulate picks. Is that's exactly what I did. I traded back to pick number nine with the Denver Broncos. And at pick number nine, I selected offensive weapon and playmaker. I want that to be his position title. Kyle Pitts out of the University of Florida. I know people are going to look at this pick and say, oh, he's just a tight end. No, 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 no. He is not just a tight end. He is an offensive weapon, an offensive playmaker, a matchup nightmare, a dominant player all over the field. Look at what he did against Alabama in the national championship game and just how bad Florida was without him in the few games that he was not in. He is the definition of a player you win because of. Somebody that can just win every matchup. I mean, look at his measurables. He's an athletic freak. He's a unicorn, as they would say in the scouting world. You don't find players like this all too often. And we know that we have to get faster and we have to get more versatile on offense, but Pitts is an athletic freak. He can run very well for his size. He's going to be able to line up anywhere on the offense and now be the key primary matchup for defenses to scheme against. So when you're seeing the result of having Kyle Pitts out there alone and then allowing Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard to be your second tight end and Jalen Rager to go and do what he does against the second cornerback, because Pitts is always going to be having the largest best cover corner on him at all times. I think this pick is something that should be a real possibility. And Hey, if they took him at six, I honestly wouldn't complain, but there is a good market to get more picks, especially because they're going to have to get more picks in this class because they're going to have to get younger. I've gone on this spree many, many times, but it starts with trading back to pick up, Kyle Pitts and I just wanted that to be the first segment because we really need to think of this as a possibility because there is a chance that Miami could trade a pick to Houston 
or not, or stay put and draft a wide receiver. There's a chance that the Eagles could draft trade Carson Wentz, get more picks. There's many possibilities, but if things stand right where they are right now, if two receivers go off the board before you at five, you have to genuinely think that Kyle Pitts is going to be the most effective offensive weapon that you can draft inside of the top 10 to get this team back on track. And you're going to see one-on-one matchups with him in man. He's going to identify zones very well. He's going to win those 50-50 balls, those balls that you can throw up and get it. And if you're talking about all those traits, that's what Jamar Chase does, but you're getting in a more versatile player in Kyle Pitts. Trust me, I want Jamar Chase more than I can breathe. But if things do go awry, and there's a chance that you still have a chance to get one of the best playmakers in the draft, you do it without question. Regardless of what his position is, you need great players on this football team, and Kyle Pitts is one of those players. Before we get into the rest of the mock draft in segment two and three, we got to take a second to talk about our sponsors over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Trust me, if you've ever gone on some sports books, they can be confusing. Bet online, it's super straightforward. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Somebody like myself, who, who's a big soccer fan, we have Champions League action today. Go bet those matchups. Bet online even covers awards, TVs, and reality shows. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive our 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN and get a 50% welcome bonus today. All right, everybody, welcome on back to this Monday. Just kidding, this morning edition of Should Be Mocked On Mondays, doing it here on Tuesday. As always, Gino Camilleri joining you on the show. We're going to get into the next four picks in this segment and then finish up the back half of the class in segment three. We got Kyle Pitts at number one, taking care of the offensive playmaker position. My number two position for this team is a safety and defensive back. Rodney McLeod's aging. You have no surefire number two cornerback. Kevon Wallace is still raw. He's still coming into his own. I wouldn't say raw. He, he still needs to learn this new system, obviously. But you need an heir to Rodney McLeod, McLeod's throne. I think that guy, and I believe you could find many of those guys in this class, is Trevon Morick, safety out of TCU. When I evaluate safeties, I am looking first. Can they make it from the very middle of the field to the sidelines to be, quote-unquote, a true center field safety. Trevon Morig is one of the few guys that does that. If you've listened to this show the past couple years, the safeties that I've loved have possessed that ability. That's why I've always loved Derwin James. That's why I respect the heck out of guys like Nasir Adderley and Juan Thornhill and Darnell Savage, these guys that just have that unbelievable range. You need that in today's NFL, especially when it's a space game and you're going to have to make your business in the in the outside of the numbers when you're passing because it's the most effective place to go because there's little help there. So you need a guy that can patrol that whole realm. Trevon Morick can do that. Go watch some of his tape. 
He has the play speed. He has the instincts, has the range. Somebody that fits the mold could be questioned, questioned to be the best safety in the class by some, I would say. He's probably my number two or three at the current point in time. But having that elite range and that ability to get from middle of the field closed to the sidelines is just a special trait to have. And taking him is exactly what I want to do. I, I want a safety early in the second round, even the third round. I said to Lou yesterday, if you make it out of this class on day two with a combination of safety, linebacker, cornerback, if you take two out of those three on day two, you're looking good. And Trevon Morg is the first one to start that. And continuing on with exactly what I just said, I'm going to double up at the defensive back position. I'm going to go to a guy that's near and dear to where I used to live. Kid out of Syracuse, Ifati Molafanwu. He was at the Senior Bowl. You saw him at the Senior Bowl. And when I mean that, he's a hard man to miss. Six foot three, arms for days. I like to use the term he can itch his ankles standing up. His arms are so long. Just has that impressive ability to strike you on the jam. Is a pure athlete in every aspect of the word. And as a ball hawk, man, Syracuse's defense went up against some very, very good opponents. And their defensive backs held their own. They should have two or three drafted this year. Afati Malunfanwu is going to be one of them. And he's going to be a day two pick. Especially after his performance at the Senior Bowl. Especially after what he had did his last year at Syracuse. The measurables would be there once the combine information comes out. What he runs, what he tests. That's only going to raise his draft stock. You need athletic defensive backs to cover athletic playmakers. So when you're in practice and Kyle Pitts is defended by Fatih Malinfanwu, iron sharpens iron. That's going to be great for those two. And he's a guy that's going to be able to match up with the biggest players, tight ends. He's, he's a giant. I mean, he's nearly six foot four, just somebody that you can put in there right away, has the length, is going to struggle against the run, but that's all right. When you're playing this zone style defense that they're going to be able to run, you can – put your mind at ease a little bit with the cornerbacks on an island because you'll have safety help a lot of the time. And when Trevon Morig is over the top of Malinfanu, it's going to be tough to throw on this team, especially with Darius Slay on the other side and a mix of Kevon Wallace and Rodney McLeod. It'll be fun to see that versatile group next year. Going to the third option of what I said, and I think there's a very good chance of this, and especially you look at the track record of the Eagles drafting linebackers in round three, Davion Taylor, Jordan Hicks, for example. I went with Jabril Cox, linebacker out of LSU. Big-time players, played in big-time games, a big-time athlete, played in the Senior Bowl, did very well in coverage, very well in run defending, a ready prospect, Better ready-made right now than Davion Taylor. Somebody that you could put into sub-package roles. It, the, the pick explains itself. Jabril Cox, I think, is going to be a steal if you can get him in the third round. Anybody that played linebacker for the LSU team the last two years has been a playmaker. We, we look at the Super Bowl. I mean, speaks for itself. Devin White. You got guys like that, freak athletes at the linebacker position, Linebackers matter now in the show. We're changing our stance. You need guys that can play there. You have to have guys that can roam the middle of the field, but also make plays to the sidelines. We hope Davion could do that, but hey, why not get a good insurance policy in Jabril Cox? The last pick here at pick 114 in the fourth round, I went with edge rusher 
And you're probably thinking, why? Why? I draw your Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. Well, they declined Derek Barnett's option. Brandon Graham's on the wrong side of 30. Cam Sample is who I took. Edge rusher out of Tulane. Another senior bowl guy. Another big edge rusher. Somebody that you probably have never heard of, but you probably should. Six foot three, 274 pounds. Weighed in at the senior bowl. Closer to 265, if I'm not mistaken. And he's a guy that's going to play that edge rusher position. He's somebody that gets his hand in the dirt can play inside a defensive tackle. He's played everywhere, and that just mixes in well with what the Eagles want. He stands up on the outside. We don't know if Gannon's going to run a 4-3 or an under over front. We don't really know yet, but they're going to have to have hybrids on the edge. Cam Sample's that type of guy, man, that type of player, 6'3", 265 pounds. Just close your eyes for a second and put that person in your head. That's a freak of nature. That's Josh Sweat level athleticism and build and frame. I want more guys like that. We've seen the Brandon Grahams and the Derek Barnett's, the guys with the small arms that will struggle to get inside the chest that have to win with their motor. I want traitsy guys at the edge. I want the guys that can win with their motor on the inside. Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, yes, please. But on the outside, you need those traits guys that are going to get those one or two sacks a game. Because when you look at the stat sheet, that's what the edge rushers do. The pressure comes from inside. The edge rushers are the mercenaries, man. They got to be able to hit home. Cam Sample, I like his traits. I think he would be a good developmental player there in the fourth round. I missed out on my guy Boogie Basham earlier. There's guys like Greg Rousseau that if you wanted to take earlier on, but Sample will be an excellent pick to take on pick 114, man. That would be, I I would be very pleased with that pick. And we're going to get back to the rest of this mock morning here on Tuesday morning. After this segment from our friends at Built Bar, the improved Built Bar is even delicious er er. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, so all you individuals who have allergies. Six new flavors, caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp. You know the original flavors, my personal flavor favorite, excuse me, mint, brownie, and salted caramel. I like to put the two together. I like to chop them in half, split them, have one one half of the one, one to, or I like to make a combo. So I have mint chocolate and salted caramel, put those two together one day, have the rest of it the next day. It's a great way to do it. You get creative. Bars are all covered in chocolate. So good, soft and easy to chew. They're healthy for the health conscious uh, individual out there. There's only five net grams of carbs for all you keto dieters, paleo dieters, whatever you like to do. You just like to eat healthy. Go to builtbar.com and you get a free cooler with purchase. I know they keep doing this promo. It's crazy. Go do it. Summer is going to be right around the corner. We're o- we're almost in the spring. Go get a co- free cooler and get some delicious built bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order and a free cooler. I can't say that enough. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off built bar and a free cooler and a free cooler and a free cooler. Go get that cooler, man. I'm jealous. I'm going to go do it right now. Honestly, I'm putting in the promo code. Hear that? Yeah, I'm doing it. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on. All right, everybody, welcome on back to our final segment here on Mocked Monday on a Tuesday, supposed to be Monday edition of the show at Locked On Eagles podcast. Once again, Gino Camilleri 
joining you. Lou DiBiase has a little sore throat going on. He thinks he has strep. Let's hope for the best for Lou. Hope he's all right. Get him back on the airwaves. Continuing on with the next pick in the draft. I'm going back to offense here. I know we went on a little bit of defensive run, which they're going to have to do. We know it. Frankly, they're going to have to get younger on defense. They have a lot more question marks. Safety position, cornerback, who's going to be the edge rusher, air, past Brandon Graham. Linebacker's still up in the air with a lot of those positions. It's going to be a competition there. So why not move back to the offense here? I went pick 155, Chubba Hubbard, running back out of Oklahoma State. And why I went Chubba, as opposed to somebody like, let's say, Demetri Felton or uh, Kenneth Gainwell out of uh, Memphis, or even Ramondre Stevenson, I almost took. But the reason I was going in that direction is because you have Miles and you have Boston. They're those young guys that can get outside, run those stretch plays, be good in the passing game, but we've been missing that Jordan Howard element. I mean, they even tried to bring him back and try to recreate magic. Chubb is that guy, inside power zone runner, had a down senior year. I don't think they put them him in the best position, honestly, if I'm, I'm looking at that offense. I believe Chubba in a good offensive line can get you those dirty yards. He's going to be a good complement for Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, six foot, 207 pounds. I mean, he has all the accolades in the world. He's one of the better guys in this class who, after his senior year, that understandably went a little awry for him, he's going to fall a little bit in this class. But the, the skill set is still there. I mean, his junior year, man, he was an absolute baller. I mean, uh, excuse me, his red shirt sophomore year which would technically be a junior year if you're looking at it from years out of high school he was a stud and he still has the skill set and he would be a perfect complement to Miles Sanders and Boston Scott especially with Corey Clements seeing their way out the next pick staying on offense you want a big bodied guy and Kyle Pitts somebody that's more a matchup base player man killer a man beater zone beater now you need a guy that's going to get slippery between the tackles maybe that can or slippery between the numbers, somebody that could pot potentially replace Greg Ward as that slot player for you. Another senior bowl guy. I love these senior bowl guys. Kay Johnson. I picked him in my uh, first mock draft that I did on the show. Great player out of South Dakota State. Somebody that, of course, has the FCS to them. You're going to have a guy like Dell Scottert probably speak very fondly of Kay Johnson. He's a guy that moves very well, has that twitchiness to his game can line them up outside and inside. I would love to see him get in the backfield on some jet sweeps. Continue to bring in guys like this that have that athleticism, that Quez Watkins, that John Hightower, because you're going to continue to hit on one or two of those guys a year because athleticism kills. And Kay Johnson has it. I can't wait to see his numbers once the combine numbers come out, once the virtual combine numbers come out, that is. But Kay Johnson put on a performance against that top-level competition at the Senior Bowl. It should be no question that he should be – a day three pick early on too, easily round four or five, in my opinion. And that's right where I picked them for the final two picks. I went back to defense. I went interior defensive lineman, Mustafa Johnson out of the university of Colorado. I was able to see him at the collegiate gridiron showcase. And in my opinion, he was the best defensive lineman there by a long shot. He has this springiness in his game. He's a, he's a shorter squatty interior defensive lineman, which you look at Javon Hargrave, that's 
exactly what they like. They like guys that can get inside quick or look at Brandon Graham when they put him in three tech, smaller arms, springy out of his stance, gets off the line well, gets into the chest, is powerful, could be a, a, a rotational guy there right away. Mustafa Johnson, if I don't get Boogie Basham, I at least want one University of Colorado uh, line rusher, and that's going to be Mustafa Johnson. He could play three tech, four eye. You can move him even over the nose in some fronts. He's going to be a guy that will reap the rewards of having Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave there. And he's going to be a guy that could de develop into even more. And seeing him firsthand at CGS, it was nice to see just how springy he really was, man. It's like, I don't even know. It's like if you bring a bow and arrow back and like you just, you hear the snap before you see, or you see the snap before you hear it. That's almost what it's like. He just snaps so quickly off the ball. I love guys that can get off the ball because they're going to win simply because they can beat the offensive lineman out of their stance. And Mustafa Johnson can do just that. Oh, actually, no, I didn't go defense with the last one. I'm sorry. I went interior offensive line. I went three out of the last four picks here on the offense. I believe with Matt Pryor going to see his way out of town, you're going to need to draft another guy on the interior that could be a swing style player with Jack Driscoll more aiming towards the tackle positions in his development. Tristan Hogue, interior offensive lineman out of BYU. You look at BYU's offensive line this year, the best in the country, very senior heavy, a lot of continuity, but I'm fondly sure that four, at least three, but all five, at least three will be drafted, but all five of their offensive linemen will be on NFL rosters, even in the camp sometime next year, because they were just so purely good. Their run game took off. Zach Wilson reaped the rewards. Tristan Hogue played very well inside, and he's a guy that can play either guard position, somebody that hasn't snapped the ball, but is 305 pounds, man. Six foot five. That's crazy measurables to play guard. And that's why I believe that even Jordan Mailata can move inside and guard with his measurables. And Hogue that late with those measurables, I'm totally on board with. I think this was a good class overall. To break it down, we started with Kyle Pitts, tight end, slash offensive playmaker, slash offensive weapon, slash man beater, slash zone beater, Kyle Pitts. Trevon Morig, safety out of TCU. Afati Malunfanu, cornerback out of Syracuse. Jabril Cox, linebacker, LSU. Cam Sample, edge rusher out of Tulane. Chubba Hubbard, running back, Oklahoma State. Kay Johnson, wide receiver, South Dakota State. Mustafa Johnson, interior defensive lineman, Colorado. Tristan Hogue, interior offensive lineman, BYU. Once they put those supplemental picks in here, we're going to have more. We'll probably have more after Zacherts and possibly Carson Wentz trade. But for now... We walk away with a pretty dang good draft class here on the morning mock on Tuesday, supposed to be Monday edition of the show. Thank you guys for joining me as always. Please let me know what you guys think of this class. I will put out the graphic tomorrow, let you guys listen to this and really evaluate it first. Let me know how we did. I know I'm going to get pushback on the Kyle Pitts pick, but I'm going to defend it to the death. I think he's a very good player and I'm excited to get into more of these. We have, man, eight more weeks before the NFL draft, nine more weeks almost. So we're going to continue to keep doing these, getting to more and more prospects as we go along. You guys know where to find us every time we do the show, radio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to get us, Lockdown Birds or LockdownEagles.com, Lockdown Birds on Twitter, at DBLCLOE on Twitter, at GC24 underscore football on Twitter. Leave those five-star reviews, leave, the, leave those rates, subscribe to the show on every 
platform that you can. And please talk to us on Twitter, guys. We're always interacting with you. Always talking football here on Lockdown Eagles Podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. As always, fly, Eagles, fly.